Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mad Max, and today is going to be chapter four of the Batman Saga. This will be the final chapter, but this will be the last chapter of of the Batman films that have all come out. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be coming to Ben Aff- covering the Ben Affleck uh, Batman series, which, to be honest, we're probably just going to cover Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice because... I have already done a review for the Snyder Cut and for Justice League and uh, things like that. So it's not like Ben Affleck had a lot of time to be uh, Batman. You know, he was only Batman in those two movies, as well as the Josh Whedon Justice League debacle, and as well as the one appearance he had in uh, Suicide Squad and uh, things like that. So this episode in particular is probably going to pertain to mainly dawn of justice like like i said i've done i've already done an episode for the entire run of uh, the snyder cut so if you want to go back and listen to that episode i'll drop tidbits here and there regarding that i'll i'll do a little bit of an analysis on both the suicide the, not the suicide the 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 theatrical release of justice league and as well as the snyder cut i'll probably maybe do a little tidbit here and there but this this particular instance is going to cover um dawn of justice and everything that came out uh, and, and that's really that's going to be it um, <clears throat> our story picks up that the rumors were going around heavy that you know after after Chris Nolan had kind of closed the book on uh, on his Batman series with The Dark Knight Rises you know a lot of people thought that we were never the next person who does Batman is going to have to have some big shoes to fill and then it was announced that Ben Affleck was going to be the new Batman now I was a bit skeptical about that because I felt, don't no, get me wrong, I think he's an amazing actor, um, and things like that, but my issue with that was that, man, he's a little bit older, you know, Christian Bale was, a, you know, a perfect fit age-wise for the character of Batman, because you kind of see him mature as the character, from 2005 to 2012, he ages with the character, to whereas uh, Ben Affleck was like in his late 30s, oh shit, I want to say like in his mid-40s by the time, uh, you know, Dawn of Justice had come out, but then Zack Snyder had stated that they were going for the Dark Knight Returns storyline, where Bruce Wayne is a little bit in, he's up in his age, you know, he's in his, you know, uh, I want to say he's in his mid to late 40s, going into the mid to late 50s, and, uh, and things like that, you know, he's getting up in his age, and that's what they were going for, and then a lot of those set pictures were coming out of him in the suit, then the trailer dropped, and I said, holy shit, he does look like a good Batman, you know, he's pretty big enough and built to really put it together, now, the issue I had was, how are they going to go head-to-head with one another, and, uh, and, uh, the idea behind the entire run of the super, of the DCEU at the time, because we had only gotten, to be honest, I think we only got um, the Man of Steel, and that was it. And now, now Man of Steel was a good movie. It came out like almost a year after Dark Knight Rises, and a lot of people were, you know, saying that it it, it could work, but not 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 under Zack Snyder's vision. You know, like what what Nolan did and what Zack Snyder did with uh, Man of Steel is two different tones. One's a little bit one is a little bit ground, you know, dark and gritty, almost from a filmmaker's point of view, to where the other one feels like a, a blockbuster's point of view. You know, Zack, if anybody who's ever seen Zack Snyder's other films like 300 or Watchmen, he's got a very peculiar 
look and feel in his movies. Very similar to Michael Bay. It's the vast, it's the complete polar opposite of what Chris Nolan did with the Dark Knight trilogy. It doesn't look, you know, it's not all practical and IMAX feel to it. It's more superhero-like. It's more, you know, we're going to put a big budget behind this and have some big time uh, um, uh, special effects and, you know, CGI and a lot of that behind it as well. Now, Ben Affleck's portrayal as Batman in Dawn of Justice, when the movie came out, it was little, it was a little bit off-putting to say the least, because I was kind of hoping it'd be more of a Man of Steel sequel, and a lot of people were, and but the only thing every anybody was talking about when the movie came out was Ben Affleck as Batman. He could really pull it off, and I, I, I honestly, I don't disagree. His the look, his his Batman look was a little bit off. You know, the suit looked different. It was very similar to, um, uh, to the to the Frank Miller graphic novel of uh, of the Dark Knight Returns. It was, it was really cool, um, and uh, and you know when he steps out on on the screen for the first time as Batman, that was really good. And the movie had come out. That that I, okay. I put it like this. That theatrical version of the of Dawn of Justice was okay at best. The biggest issue I had with that movie, oh man, excuse me. Uh, the biggest issue I had with that movie was like three three quarters of the movie. Damn, man, I noticed you had that soda. But anyway, three quarters of that movie was in the trailer, you know. Um, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was not all that great until the very end. Um, the the confrontation between Batman and Superman was very intense, and that's what kind of sold the movie. But it's the rest of the movie around it that kind of I don't want to say falls apart, but just felt a little off. You know, they showed Wonder Woman, which was a horrible idea. Like they showed Wonder Woman and Doomsday in the trailer, which in my opinion was fucking horrible. I don't understand why they did that, but um. I, I gotta say, the scenes with Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, he makes a damn good Bruce Wayne. I will say that. He makes a really good Bruce Wayne. The scene where uh, he meets Wonder Woman about, you know, he meets Wonder Woman about the stuff that he had been stolen. And then even the scene where um, where he where he meets Clark Kent at the, at the uh, charity ball held by Lex Luthor. And I gotta say, man, that line in the movie... And I, I really wish they would have showed it in the trailer. That line in the movie where he goes, uh, it's the Gotham City in me. He goes, I just have a bad history of freaks dressed like clowns. I was like, dude, that's, that is amazing. I like that. And, I, I mean, Ben Affleck really nailed the look and feel of what Bruce Wayne would be like at this point in his, in his life. You know, the scene where he's telling Alfred about, you know, what's on the boat, you know, about the kryptonite um, and things like that, you know. You know, how many guys stayed that way? How many guys stayed good guys when they got to Gotham? You know, everything about his demeanor, his Bruce Wayne of him being paranoid of this alien from another planet and the uncertainties of, you know, having Superman, that's classic paranoid Batman. I mean, if you go back and watch uh, Justice League Doom, the animated movie, that, in, that perfectly encapsulates what Ben Affleck was portraying in the movie Dawn of Justice, the idea that we cannot be trusted that we 
as a we as superheroes cannot be trusted to control with, with our own free will because should we you know turn to the dark side or succumb to mind control there's not a whole lot that can stop us so we have to have a contingency plan to kind of do that batman has that contingency plan in the dawn of justice you know saying that you know he's going to get rid of superman once and for all not because you know he sees him as a threat but he sees him as a potential threat this guy could wipe out the world in a blink of an eye if he wanted to and then you know clark kent's argument is the same way you know it's not so much that you're supposed to be the world's savior you're supposed to be whatever they want you to be and you can't save everybody and you're not going to save everybody but to be honest like it's like that you know the, it's like the old saying goes with great power comes great responsibility and you see the internal struggle that Clark has because you saw it in Man of Steel. He's looked at as a god, but he's feared of it. He's looked at as a god in Dawn of Justice. In Man of Steel, he's feared because of it. And um, it really, really goes to show you that the internal struggle that these superheroes go through is really cool. It's very interesting, and it's very kind of almost heartbreaking in a way. The scene in Dawn of Justice where you see Bruce Wayne working out like everything is like solid lead weight you know the guy is just you know it's it's basically the workout montage and the guy is just like built from the ground up and even when he's walking in his suit and everything like that I was like dude this guy looks like he's been through a lot the idea the flashbacks of his parents you know death was done masterfully the way Zack Snyder shot it and it's all in slow motion and it's got this great great look to the background to it and then um uh, you know, for for Ben Affleck to kind of be stuck with that was really interesting to see that. All the scenes that he has with Jeremy Irons, who plays Alfred, are really cool, and uh, things like that. Everything about Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is amazing, because that's that's kind of what Bruce Wayne would be doing at at that day and age. You know, at that stage of his life. You know, his upper you know upper to late forties and things like that. You know, he is getting older, and even in Justice League, I think, and I think in both Justice Leagues actually, they refer to it. You know, how much longer can he keep going and things like that? He even says, "You, I can barely do it now," and things like that. That conversation he has with Wonder Woman in, in Justice League really kind of goes to show you that, you know, the, it, the 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 fight against crime doesn't stop no matter how old you are. And uh, I think Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. You don't really see him that much in Justice League, well, in, in, in the theatrical one, because he's not really there half the time. To whereas in, in um, Zack Snyder's, he's got a whole character arc, which was sorely missing, and um, things like that. And I think the look and feel of his Bruce Wayne, like you can totally tell, Ben Affleck's heart was not in it in the theatrical. And Ben Affleck's even said it himself. He goes, I had fun doing it, you know, doing Dawn of Justice and things like that. And I was very happy that Zack was able to carry out his um, carry out his vision with the Snyder Cut. But that first run, that initial run with Josh Whedon, you know, that kind of took the oomph out of it. You know, that took the joy out of it. And it really kind of sidelined a lot of the stuff. And I think I mentioned it in the last, in the Snyder Cut. You know, it's because of the issue of Josh Whedon kind of redoing the entire movie in his vision and not sticking to Zack's was what kind of took Ben Affleck out of wanting to do another one, wanting to do a standalone. They wanted him to write and direct his own Batman series, you know, have like a trilogy the way Christian Bale did, but, you know, he kind of lost his 
his uh, his you know his enthusiasm for it, you know, following the personal tragedy that happened with Zack Snyder, and that's really unfortunate. That really is. Uh, you know, who knows what we could have got because Ben Affleck is a very good director. I mean, he's direct. You know, I mean, the film one of the the very first film he directed, I want to say it was Argo, and that won Best Picture at the Oscars. The very first film he had ever written with Matt Damon was Goodwill Hunting. That won an Oscar. And, you know, you know, the guy the guy is an Academy Award winning filmmaker. You know, he can make good films, you know, whether it's behind whether you know, whether he's in front of the camera or behind the camera. He's a decorated you know, he's a he's a very decorated actor, decorated filmmaker because of the stuff he's done behind the camera. Goodwill Hunting, he won best supporting best uh, original screenplay. Argo, he won Best Picture. Um, uh, there was another movie. He, there's a couple of movies he's directed. Like, The Town was really good. I want to say he directed a movie with Casey Affleck. I'm not sure which one it was. And then, you know, he's he's got the, he's got the look and feel of Bruce Wayne down. Because what Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and Christian Bale all did was we showed Batman... From the time he loses his parents to the time he's, we know him now as Batman, we never see anything past that. We never see anything. We don't see the steady decline. Christian Bale does a little bit of it in The Dark Knight Rises because it takes place eight years. It takes place like eight years after the fact, after the events of, uh, of The Dark Knight and things like that. So you kind of see him withering away. So you kind of see him slowly withering away to whereas when we get to him in Dawn of Justice, he is at that point. You know, he's not withering away. He's still up in his, you know, he's like in his 40s or, you know, late 40s, still kicking ass, still being, you know, uh, the bat of Gotham, as they say it. And this, the, the fight scene, the, the, the ending fight between Batman and, and Superman at the, end of, at the end of Dawn of Justice was done in a way that is really interesting to see. Um, the theatrical cut of I'm, I, I was gonna I, I don't know why I got sidetracked when I was talking about it earlier, but the theatrical cut of Dawn of Justice is okay at best. It's a B minus movie. The ultimate edition that came out like six months later when it came out on 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 home video, uh, you know it, it it was the movie was about two and a half hours. The Ultimate Edition came out. It's like another 30, 45 minutes were added to it. That really gave a much more in-depth look into the feel of both Batman and Superman. And it kind of filled up plot points here and there. And, um, you know, it's a much better movie. Like, if the Ultimate Cut would have came out in theaters, I think the movie would have made a lot more money and things like that. And it would have got us a little bit more excited for the Justice League, but... You know, the Justice League still sucked when it came out. You know, thank God they were able to do the Snyder Cut. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But overall, I think Dawn of Justice was a good movie. The the Ultimate Edition. Like, if you watch the Ultimate Edition. Like, I think the Ultimate Edition is on, um, is on HBO Max. So if you have not seen the Ultimate, you know, Director's Cut or whatever they want to call it, uh, edition of that movie, it's because... Uh, you know, it's on HBO Max if you definitely want to check it out. If you weren't impressed with the theatrical Batman v Superman movie, uh, definitely watch the Ultimate Edition because it's it's a little bit longer 
but it really it's it's worth the wait. Like a lot of people say they didn't want to see like a six hour movie, you know, when Zack Snyder's movie came out. But hey, everybody saw it, and it was the best movie of twenty twenty one, and it was really good. You got to see a lot. You got to see the world of the DC universe in Zack Snyder's eyes, the way it should have been done the first time, and you know that we can we can always we can only we can only hope that Warner Brothers will con- will continue the DC universe based off what Zack Snyder has already done but you know that's that's up for debate you know if anything but like i said Zack Snyder's ultimate edition and Zack Snyder's director's cut is a definitive story from beginning to end Ben Affleck shines as Batman he really did a good job as both Bruce Wayne and Batman uh, i don't think i don't really think it's fair to compare him to the other guys who had portrayed the character, you know, because technically uh, Ben Affleck didn't get a solo movie. I think had he got a solo movie, it would have been all right. Um, but, you know, we'll always have those other films uh, to kind of go with that. So if you want to see Ben Affleck shine as Batman, watch the ultimate edition of Dawn of Justice and watch Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Don't watch the theatrical cuts, basically, you know. <laughs> uh, but um, but anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's uh, episode. Be sure to follow the podcast on all uh, social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse 21. Be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Odyssey, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. Like I said, um... We, the Batman is out, but I, as of right now, probably not, I'm probably, yeah, at the time I'm recording this right now, the reason why I didn't get this episode out uh, sooner uh, is because there's, uh, you know, is because I had a lot of stuff to do uh, today, you know, it's my older son's birthday, and of course, we gotta go take the kids to go see the Batman, so tomorrow, uh, sometime tomorrow or sometime Monday, uh, you're going to get my review of the Batman film uh, all together. And I think, depending on how the reaction is from the Batman or how many times I see it in the coming weeks or in the coming days, uh, I'll probably do a Batman review to kind of get it out of the way. And then maybe next week after it's been out in theaters for about two weeks, I'll probably do a, um, a spoiler review. So be on the lookout for that. This is going to be the last episode for all the incarnations of Batman. As I, I think I said it in the last episode, that I'm not going to cover the other live actions like Gotham or um, or any of the animated shorts. Like I've, I've done reviews of the animated films, some of them, not all of them. Like I did Under the Red Hood. I did uh, I did Under the Red Hood. I did um, I think I did the Long Halloween. I, well, no. I did the Killing Joke. Yeah, that was the one. I did the Killing Joke. I did that one, and I was gonna do the Long Halloween because it was a part one and part two. I was l- really looking forward to seeing that, and then we recently just saw it, and I thought it was pretty good. So I might do an episode for that one, but that won't be a part of this. Con- that won't be a part of the Batman saga. I'm just doing live action, and everybody kept asking me if I was gonna do Lego. The kids said, you know, well, Lego Batman's up there. I was like, well, technically, yeah. It is a Batman story, but it's animated and it's you know not necessarily based on a uh, on a on a on a series. So so everybody who loves the Lego Batman movie, don't get me wrong, but I think those movies will probably get their own episode somewhere down the road. 
Uh, so spring break is coming up for all of us down here in uh, uh, in Texas. So who knows? Maybe during spring break, you'll probably get more episodes as they come along uh, as far as the DCU. Because I do want to cover more of the, uh, of the animated series and things like that, like the animated movies. And you know, I probably will do a Lego Batman, you know, for the kids' sake. Uh, but anyways, guys, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. Uh, if you guys like the episode, be sure to like and subscribe. Make sure you follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, on all social media outlets. And as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.